Hello and welcome to the Machinery Safety Matters podcast with your host Barry Shepherd. Today I want to talk about definitions used for machinery compliance. Having a grasp of the basic definitions used in machinery safety and compliance sets you up for a deeper understanding of the process and will give you greater awareness of what is important when building and designing safe and compliant machines. I'm going to cover the most commonly used definitions. Definitions are covered in Section 1 of Annex 1 of the Machinery Directive and also covers principles of safety integration, which I'll cover in a later podcast. Here is a short list of the basic definitions you should understand for machinery safety. First of all, we should understand what is meant by machinery. According to the 2019 revised edition of the 2006 Machinery Directive, and this is in the strict sense, that it is an assembly fitted with or intended to be fitted with a drive system other than directly applied human or animal effort consisting of linked parts or components, at least one of which moves and which are joined together for a specific application. This means that if you have to use your own energy, then it is not a machine. There is an exception to this, and I will cover this soon. If you think about an old-fashioned pair of garden shears, they are linked components that are joined together with a nut and a bolt and move past each other to cut the hedge. But what sets this apart from it being a machine is that it is powered by human effort. If you went to your local hardware or DIY store and bought some electric shears, then these would be classed as a machine. It's the power of the source that makes the difference here. The exception to this rule is when it is used for lifting loads. In this case, it is classed as a machine and additional requirements must be fulfilled. There are other scenarios that have to be considered when defining machinery, but for the purpose of this podcast, I want to keep it fairly light and simple. If there is any doubt, then I suggest you look into the specific directive, the regulations, standards for your particular area. For interchangeable equipment, this is where you add another piece of equipment to a machine to get it to do something else. If you think of a tractor and a plough, that would be interchangeable equipment, as a tractor could go from pulling a trailer to pulling a plough. It is the equipment that is added to the tractor that becomes interchangeable equipment. A lifting accessory, this is a component or piece of equipment that is not attached to the lifting machinery, but will allow the load to be held between it and the load itself. This includes chains, ropes and webbing, but could also be something that is integral to the load. Sometimes there are what is called lugs on the machines, and these can't be removed as they are part of the machine itself, but can be used to lift the load. Sometimes manufacturers will place these at strategic points to ensure a sense of gravity and to aid stability when the load is being lifted or moved. Partly completed machinery is an assembly which is almost machinery but which cannot fulfil or perform a specific application. A drive system is partly completed machinery. An apparatus without a drive system is partly completed machinery. 
When you put the two of them together and they perform a specific application, that is when they become a complete machine. The definition section makes clear that a hazard means a potential source of injury or damage to health. A hazard is an inherent feature on a machine whether anyone can get access to it or not. When identifying hazards, look for movements on the machine or features that could be described using the following words. So think about shearing across two moving parts that will pass each other. It could be crushing between parts that are closing in on each other. It could be entanglement where rotating parts have protruding parts that could get caught up. Think about nips where small gaps can close in on each other and injure fingers. Think about traps where hands or arms and the, and the body could get stuck. Think about drawing in where two parts move in with each other like large rollers or cutting where sharp edges exist. Think about burning for hot surfaces of the machine. Electric shock where components are exposed, usually in electrical control cabinets, but also think about buzz bars too. There is a long list of hazard identification in Annex B1 and B2 of ENISO 12100. When looking for hazards, don't worry if anyone can reach or access them or not. That will be taken care of later. The main thing is to identify them and list as many as you can for all types of operator-machine interactions. A danger zone is a place where a person may be exposed to a hazard that you have identified. Exposed persons are not only operators, but could be general public and bystanders. It's important to not only think of your users of the machinery, but of others who may be in the vicinity who are not trained to use the actual machine itself. An exposed person means any person wholly or partly in the danger zone. They could be reaching into a machine to clear a jam while the feet are outside of the machine, or they could be passing by a machine that could sometimes eject a product. An operator means a person or persons installing, operating, adjusting, maintaining, cleaning, repairing or moving machinery. This isn't just a person with a task of staying at the operator station to the exclusion of other job roles. It is no longer acceptable to reduce levels of safety controls just because it is a maintenance only area. Fitters and electricians fall into this category as well. A risk is a combination of at least two things. It's the probability and the degree of injury or damage to health that can arise in a hazardous situation. This must reflect how an operator will interact with the machine in all phases of the machine life cycle. It is the interactions that is key to understanding and determining the risk levels. A guard means a part of the machinery used specifically to provide protection by means of a physical barrier. A guard can have another function as part of the machine, but by its design offers some form of protection to operators in the area. Its main function could be a frame of the machine where its original design wasn't to protect operators, but to form the basis of the machine build itself. A protective device means a device other than a guard 
which reduces the risk either alone or in conjunction with a guard. These types of devices cannot be classed as guards as they do not offer protection by themselves, but are designed to protect persons who may come into danger if they were to carry on. The kind of things that should spring to mind are light curtains, scanners, safety mats, two-hand control devices, trip bars and wires, etc. Intended use means the use of machinery in accordance with information provided in the instructions for use. This is really important to understand as a user so that you do not do something dangerous where safeguards cannot be put in place. As a manufacturer, you have to make this very clear and assuming that an operator will use it in a certain way simply is not a safe bet. You must state how it is to be used in all modes of operation, whether they are cleaning, servicing, adjusting or maintaining the machine. A machine might be designed to be used for certain kind of products or type of use. For example, an elevating platform should not be used in the style of a crane. This then leads on to reasonably foreseeable misuse means the use of machinery in a way not intended in the instructions for use but which may result from readily predictable human behaviour. If, as a manufacturer, you could predict that a user may try to use a machine in a way that is unsafe or not intended by the manufacturer, then you must account for this as part of your design and include this in your instructions. So here's a quick summary of this podcast. I know it's been a bit of a short one, but it's very, very important. So if you can remember and appreciate the following brief definitions when they come up in the near future, you will already know more than most. So here goes. A machine is an assembly of linked parts that needs power to function and does not use yours or an animal's effort. Interchangeable equipment. Think of the plough and the trailer scenario I mentioned. A lifting accessory is something that sits between the load and the lifting equipment, but can be part of the load itself. Partly completed machinery is an assembly which is almost machinery, but which cannot in itself perform a specific application. A hazard is a potential source of injury or damage to health. A danger zone is any zone around machinery where there is a risk to health or safety. An exposed person is anyone who is partly or entirely in the danger zone. An operator is anyone who interacts with a machine for installing, operating, adjusting, maintaining, cleaning, repairing or moving. A risk is a combination of probability and degree of an injury or damage to health. A guard means a part of the machinery used specifically to provide protection by means of a physical barrier. A protective device means a device other than a guard which reduces the risk either alone or in conjunction with a guard. Intended use means the use of machinery in accordance with the information provided in the instructions for use. Reasonably foreseeable misuse 
means a use of machinery in a way not intended in the instructions for use, but which may result from readily predictable human behaviour. There are two words that will come up quite a lot when you read the clauses of the standards and they are should and shall. Should is the intended outcome but it is not mandatory. You are allowed some discretion in its application but it is always advisable to have a risk assessment especially if you decide to deviate from any clause that uses this type of wording. If you see the word shall written in a clause then this is where it is non-negotiable. There is no allowance to deviate from this advice and you must apply it as it's stated in the text, especially if you are using this standard to show compliance to the specific directive. Thanks for listening to me. And if you know of anyone who would benefit from what I have just discussed, then please do share it. Also, if you have anything you would like to hear me discuss in an upcoming podcast, drop me a line in the usual social media channels. Also, check the show notes for important resources and links. If you liked it, then please hit that subscribe button. This helps make the show grow to reach more and get more people talking about machinery safety. So when machinery safety matters, remember the Machinery Safety Matters podcast. Until next time, bye for now.